Okay, we need audio. And we made it. Hi! Welcome, everybody, as I figure out how to use my mouse again. <laughs> we are... Uh, now we are in session 11 of the Great American Witch, the Happy Jacks RPG Network. Session 11. That means we have this session and only one more to go before we close our very windy, turny, dark, intense story. Hope you've enjoyed the ride. I know I have. Um, and An ultimate episode. Yeah. Yeah. It's so hard to tell what's going to happen tonight. You know, as I it's hard to prep for this game anyway because it's emergent play, but now, you know, who knows what's going to happen. Your guess is as good as mine. Uh, so if you want to catch up on uh, prior episodes, then go to happyjacks.org slash greatamericanwitch. Uh, all of the other uh, shows are on happyjacks.org slash shows. I'm Christopher Gray, and um, let me go ahead and introduce our players. I think we usually start with Emily. How are you today, Emily? Hi. I'm Emily, and I am playing Elhawks, a witch from the craft of Hecate, which means that she sees dead people. I can't believe I haven't said that this whole time, and I just did. Thank you. Is that true? Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't think I have. I don't think I have. In the episode, no. you got to make up for lost time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have all of these note cards of things that we need to get to at some point over the next two sessions, so... At least we got that one figured out. We also have Santa Claus. Yep, we did it. So check and check. Oh yeah, and Santa Claus. Santa is, Claus is, is real. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we'll see him, but he's real. That's true. Forgot about that. Okay, uh, who's next? Mac, do you want to take it? Yes. Hello. Hi. I'm Mac, and I'm going to be playing Amelda Lake, who goes just by Mel, and she is the Craft of Lilith playbook. Awesome. Uh, and uh, Jim, you're 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 back, and you are going to be co-piloting with me, I think. Um, yes, I am uh, Jim. I used to play Cabe before he went bat shit crazy, uh, and now I am sort of introducing complications and interesting elements into the game, uh, an aspect that is actually baked into the system. So seeing how this works out, I had a lot of fun last time. Let's see how it works out this time. Didn't yeah. I send you to hell? <laughs> well, you sent me somewhere. We'll see. <laughs> and last but not least, Joe, welcome. Hey, everybody. Uh, I'm Joe. I am playing Albert. Uh, he is the craft of the spider grandmother. He does crazy nature magic to destroy things, and he can see the future, which, in you know, in this game has not worked out well. <laughs> So, um, yeah, that's that's me. I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen as we reach our penult penultimate episode. I, I think things have worked out just fine. I think uh, everybody's kind of holding it together. Um, well, there's a lot to summarize. I'll do my best. Uh, we are about to start uh, at the beginning of the winter solstice. Um, there was a huge snowstorm uh, that uh, was the least of everybody's problems last time. So we have um, solstice means mechanically, uh, everybody, you can cast uh, any magic in your craft. 
um, and it will always be at wheel. So chapter constraints of don't power. matter right now. It is solstice. Every witch is at their most powerful. Now, there's another uh, edge here is that if it's magic that's not in your craft, that is anything you can think of that you would like to do, you can do. It just won't be at wheel. In other words, you can just practice magic as much as you want. And if it's in your craft, you'll get an advantage for it. So things are going down. You're going to be very, very powerful today. I am very excited. Uh, the other thing is, uh, so aspects are going to be sort of null and void at this point. I'm not going to be asking about your aspects during solstice. Uh, I do actually need to know your aspects. I take that back because it does still give you a bonus to the die on your attributes. So I will mm. ask now that I think about it. Uh, but anyway, so that, that's the deal with solstice. Now, if we uh, rewind a bit, we can find that there is a convergence of uh, things going on. We have a storm coven who is apparently bent on destroying witchcraft. Uh, led by Albert's mother, Kaliska, right? Yeah, Kaliska. Yes. Uh, and she is sort of, uh, it appears to be, and I don't know if this was made outright clear, but uh, to clarify now, she appears to be on some sort of suicide mission to bring forth the ancient goddess of destruction, Bob, uh, to, uh, to wreak havoc on the American Midwest. Um, and she's doing that because this is where all of the witches of the United States are convening right now. There's a solstice, and then there is a solar eclipse during the solstice, so all of the witches are here in Salem, Indiana. And so when we unleash the battle crow onto the world, all of the witches will presumably be destroyed by that, including her and her coven. So they're sort of in this really weird, idealistic terrorist activity. Um Beyond that, there is also um, one of the seven who led the witches uh, out of New Orleans has betrayed witchcraft in general, and apparently is working with the stuff, coven of the of the uh, storm. She is Lola, and we haven't seen her in a while, but she is still around somewhere. So she's she's out there. Uh, the other big wild card here is Raven, who was. Um, you know, a key character all along and has also disappeared when she witnessed violence among the witches and the breaking up of the coven. So she is somewhere and we don't know where. The good news is that all of the uh, witches in the know are together on a sort of magic train that is uh, bulleting through the snowy Midwest. And there are... Um, I, I think by the close of the last session, at least a couple, maybe three dozen rebel witches that are all on this campaign, including many mundanes that were rescued from the church. Uh, so that is sort of where we are. Uh, we closed the session with the um, start of the solstice, um, and everybody felt this sort of uh, ever-present energy rise up from nowhere as the train is going through the snow. Um, even though it's night, all of the witches can see as if it's day. It's just buzzing with energy and power. Um, and I think this is probably uh, somewhat familiar for every solstice. You're going to be at the apex of your power. Uh, every equinox, you're going to be the most balanced. 
And so that's, that kind of stuff isn't abnormal. What is abnormal is the coming eclipse that's bringing in this just well of cosmological energy that is punctuated by the solstice. So that's that's what's going on here. So it's likely that none of you have ever felt like this before. Uh, the good news is, too, everybody's together for the first time in a while. So I would like to use that as an opportunity to kind of unwind, decompress, and let uh, your character sort of get used to this new situation. So we're just going to open with a, with a meeting. And you have narrative control. So you can kind of talk to each other, figure out what you need to do. You're sort of in limbo now as this train is warded and protected. And it's traveling through the Midwest. I don't even know if it's actually traveling through the Midwest, but it, it's it's sort of like uh, keeping everybody safe in a pocket. And I can't remember who did that, but somebody did that, and there's like protection around the train. You can't be perceived. Argyle and the Hag, I believe. Okay. So there's these... Um, uh, so the uh, the inverted coven is there, running the train. So I'll um, I'll let you uh, take it away as we begin the session, and I'll just sit here and enjoy my coffee. <laughs> this is how we run games, folks. I'm Chris. My God, you're going to be up all night. Um, I know it's true. I can I uh, say that the trike as you windows little blue places will flash in and then it will flash to like sort of the gray green of the the vip bale. it's like it's it's like it's pin pricking through dimensions you know like if you stick like a knee through a folded up sheet of paper that's the vision i have in my head but you can correct me if if you want because that's what abigail's doing she's looking out the window of the trees it's very interesting yeah, uh, you had narrative control, so if that's the case, that's the case. That's that's what's happening then. Oh, yeah. look, we just went past my childhood home. It's sort of, is it like, um, I mean, it's not like the uh, uh, Willy Wonka tunnel, is it? Like, okay. No. It's just like you'll, you'll see flashes. It's like, you know, oh, God, I can't believe I'm talking about this movie. The start of Rise of Skywalker when, like, the Millennium Falcon is through different very quickly um it's like that Mm -hmm. um uh yeah i i think abigail is like like kind of quietly hyperventilating because she's been asked to um do this impossible thing by uh albert um who clearly has every faith in the world that she can do it and this is a the most like like powerful she's known or like no this you can't possibly do that and by do that, you, can you mean a, take uh, find yeah uh, find Alice and bring her back, right? Find a specific a find a soul. B, like, like you could maybe put her or a doll or something inanimate, but put her in a human being. C, do so without chasing that soul body, so that they go to the veil. Um, and then D, make sure nobody, you know, loses their mind or, or explodes from the, the sheer psychic weight of it. So, yeah, I'm. Uh, also, Emily, your, your microphone's cutting in and out. I'm not sure if that's okay, the connection. Okay, it's not just me. Yeah. I don't know if that's the connection or not, but you might want to check. Let me, uh, let me close some things because okay. the computer is bad. All right, so uh, so uh, Abigail's sort of like watching out the window, absorbing what must be done or what needs to be done according to Albert. 
Mel is definitely, um, I think she's sort of sequestered at this point. Everybody saw what happened with her. And so I think that she's being actively avoided by everyone. Mm -hmm. Or at least, you know, everybody not in the the coven. Mm -hmm. I think Albert is at the front, um, with Argyle and the hag. Um, Albert is just looking out the, the train and I think like as we're seeing the um, just the crazy popping in and out of dimensions and realities and we're kind of in this warp field. I think Albert is is just taking like the first moment to just be still and just know that this is the calm before the storm and she's just taking that in okay so this is a um a meeting this is your chance to kind of come together and make sure you know what you're doing next I think that probably at a certain point, Mel's going to go looking for Albert and, you know, everybody just kind of keeps parting around her and whispering as she moves through the train. Excuse me while I fix some of the technology Mm -hmm. here. I just realized the, uh, all that formatting I did is all off. (laughs) Sorry, everybody. I'll fix it. So, um, it's, it's people not in the coven basically doing this, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, those in the coven can decide what they're doing. Is there, like, hostility or is it just apprehension? It's probably a mix of both. And also, uh, what happens when the sun comes up? Go hide in my corner. <laughs> <laughs> Our warp field has a UV protection, right? Like, <laughs> should be fine. Um, yeah, Albert is going to notice Mel and just acknowledge her without saying anything. I think, I think he conveys with a look like he sees. Um, how people are reacting. She probably pulls up the hood on her her cloak because it is starting to get a little bright for her. Just, Albert, what what are we doing here? Our best. Do we have any other plans except for this one crazy thing that you've laid at the feet of our sister? Yes. Survive. For a very oh, good. Long time. Uh, good. I thought it was going to be something, you know, difficult. I think, um, can you hear me fine? 
Great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's nice and good. Clear. I just had to close every program on my computer, but we did it. Um, <clears throat> I think that Abigail like stands up suddenly from her seat and is like, I can't do it. I can't do it. Not going to be able to. I run every scenario in my head and like 99 of them end in disaster. And one, one goes okay. Again, if you want me to, I will. I'm just saying those are your odds. And I still am not convinced that your sister is going to be able to do more than you could, Albert. The mere fact of her existence would be enough. I, I just don't agree. I mean, you're going to do what you're going to do, but I don't agree. So what do you think? Like, you're just going to use her as bait? I believe my mother has lost her way, and I'm not going to try to redeem her. But the only thing that can stop her or give her enough pause before things become irreversible is for her to realize her mistake. She thought the daughter she was always meant to have never came. That put a dent into her faith. She became angry, desperate. Believe if it or not. If nothing else, I need her to know that she was wrong before I kill her. Believe it or not, I know a little bit about being disappointed with the gender of the child that you have. And... You can't dissuade a parent by just being like, no, look, actually, this is the case. Like, I think she's too far gone. Again, I'll do this. But there's so many ways it could go wrong. It's not something I'm wanting to do, but I'm also trying to do my best. Okay, what's plan B? What's plan B if it does go wrong? What's plan B if you get sucked into the other world and Alice gets stuck here? What's plan B if you both disappear? What's plan B if, you then know... Then we fight my mother on two fronts. Okay. Sounds great. I'm not trying to do this alone. I still believe we can try to find the seven, what remains of them. I think we should focus on that first. Agreed. And then we can look into this batshit crazy plan you have. So this train is like moving through dimensions or physical space or something. Like, could we turn it into like a like a seven seeking missile? Like, could we try and like draw it to them wherever they might be? I don't know. Can you turn a train into a bloodhound? That's sort of what I am proposing. Do we have the scent of the seven? Because maybe forget I said that. That sounds very stupid. No, but if we have a starting point, that's something maybe I can help with because. 
magic is very, very powerful and very obvious. It's an obvious scent to me now. And with them being as powerful as they are, perhaps that's something I could track now. We last lost them in New Orleans when the earth swallowed them. If they remain there, maybe that's a good starting point. I can't, I couldn't say, but we can try going there. I miss that little escapade of uh, uh, everyone's. So I'm a little in the dark with what happened there still, but it's worth a shot. So the plan is to seek out the seven or what remains of them? Right. Too bad we don't have our giant angel statue. And that's back in Salem. Yeah, I know. It's, it's really too bad we don't have it. I do have <laughs> a note. I think we'll make sure not to lose track of that statue. Uh, so, although, um, I mean, it's possible the statue came along for the ride because it was at the church, wasn't it? Uh, I believe so. We could. We. I mean, I am. I still have narrative control, so yeah. um, we've got a. We we've got a statue. We got a statue in the caboose. The yeah. statue just hopped on board. Yeah, right. It's way in back, but we we could we could grab it. Okay, so uh, every chapter that's not a meeting um, will will be a milestone going forward because of the circumstances of the solstice. Uh, so we're going to switch into a milestone chapter. Just a reminder: a milestone just means that we're like at the important part of the story. So. Um, normally there wouldn't be any wool or wheel on the dice, but since it's solstice, you have a wheel on your magic. Um, so you'll need to know your aspects uh, so that you can get your bonus. But now, now is the time. So uh, we'll shift into a new chapter. So train is going. Um Interventions uh, seem kind of to flutter by. Uh, Argyle is uh, pissed drunk at the front, kind of like um, he's like he's 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 conscious, but he's like not there really. Uh, he figures it's kind of going into the night, so he's he's just like written off the night. Uh, and you know, so the, the hag who we haven't named yet, I'm not sure that she was formally introduced, uh, but she's kind of, sitting, remember. yeah, she's sitting up there and she's just, she's just reading, uh, an old, really old text. It's something that's leather bound. that seems to be kind of rotted with age. She's kind of flipping through worn pages next to Argyle. That's sort of who's at the helm. The best, best of the witches are in the back, uh, in the, in, along with the mundane. Some of them are sleeping. They can. Uh, it's it's just like kind of like, you know, we've been doing this for a couple hours, so everybody's sort of nestled into their spot, especially now that Mel isn't around. What do you do? All right, so sorry, I was responding to chat and blue screened for a moment. Oh. Uh, <laughs> where where did we end up? Uh, just set the scene for everybody. It's kind of like in their spot. Uh, you're not in the back anymore, so people have settled down back there. Our okay. girl's uh, completely drunk in the front, not really cognizant. 
uh, and the hag is there reading some old manuscript. So are we New Orleans bound or what, guys? Still kind of interdimensional right now. How do we steer this thing? We should go to New Orleans. Um, I don't know anything about that. So happy to help, but that's about it. Uh, the hag is right there. She's just uh, you. You don't. This this train doesn't exist right now. You can't just pop it out anywhere you want. It's not Harry Potter. She's looking at her at her at her ancient book, taking notes. Well, then how do we get it to go somewhere that we can actually get out of it? She looks over at Argyle. Uh, I don't think we can right now. So we're just going to go through warp speed forever here? She looks at Argyle again. He's the conductor, engineer, whatever the word is. Argyle, you're standing right there. You're listening to this conversation. Do you have anything to contribute, man? Argyle, Help us out here. Argyle is not passed out, but may as well be. He's just kind of doing this thing. What? I go kick his shoe. Ah! Hi. Morning, sunshine. How do we get this fucking train to stop? <clears throat> Pushes lever and the train stops. Really suddenly. Things fall over. Luggage falls. People <laughs> shout in the back as they like run into each other. Okay, we're stopped. Well, I guess that's a start. How do we get this train to actually go where we need it to go versus playing the creepy scene from Willy Wonka over and over again throughout the windows? This is going to Indiana. Gary. This is going to Gary. Why? On the rail. Oh, God, I have a headache. What is it that you need? We need to get to New Orleans. <laughs> we need to get to the seven. I thought we were going to... I thought... I don't know what I thought. I thought there was some sort of revolt against the Seven happening, and I was going to take us to safety. My hearth is in Gary. We can go to the steel mill, and we can get safe there, and we can go wherever we need to go from there. That's where I'm heading. You cannot outrun this Armageddon. The train keeps popping in and out of the veil. Yeah. We can get anywhere from the veil. Like, it'll take some doing, but I think I can do it. We just have to stay in the veil long enough for me to be able to. You want to go back in the veil? I can take you in the veil. Yeah. Um, it's too bad I left my D6s all the way across the room because <laughs> I have a spell I'd like to do. <laughs> Give me two seconds. Please have a fun conversation without me here. Argyle, even if we are to dismantle the Seven, they still need to answer for their negligence. So we'll still need to find them. 
and they'll still need to be with us to stop what's coming. At the end of it, we can all decide as a people what their fate should be. Well, who's to say they're not at Salem? That's where all the action's going to be. I was just getting us the hell out of there because there were werewolves and shit. We lost them in New Orleans. They have not resurfaced. Okay. Why would they be in Salem? Uh, I, I don't know nothing. I'm just... Oh, God. If you're going to hurl, do it in the other direction. Uh, one sec. Uh, you know what? I, I'm just a, I'm just, I'm just a Lilith witch. I've got no idea how to find where seven witches are. I don't know anything about the veil. I know how to hurt people. And that's it. So if you want to go to the veil or whatever it is you want to do, that's fine. But I'm not. I, I've got a train. That's it. And I've got get a us heart. into the, get us into the veil. I'll get us out in the right place. All right. Train starts going again. Um, neglecting to mention that uh, if she is unable to, it could be disastrous. But <laughs> my uh, my trusty um, provide a uh, you know the spell that lets me provide a guide a, a subject on the right path. Um, let me double check what I'm rolling on that because I'm in Maiden and I think I'm going to get a bonus but let's find out um, yes okay so I'm getting a uh, yeah I'm getting um, rolling wheel plus mercy so this basically just shows a giant like guide to where to go which in theory will show the train where to go to exit in New Orleans where we want it to Let's find out what happens. Uh, you're confronting... Uh, I, I don't have the board up because something broke, but uh, the conflict you're confronting is the seven? Uh, yes. And finding the seven. Finding the seven. And that is a ten. Okay. We like those. Very nice. <laughs> um, right, so you get a, um experience in that aspect, whatever aspect that I now have th- I now have three. I now Ooh. have three in that aspect. Okay, I don't aspect? know what happens. Uh, it's 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 mother. Okay, that means you can choose a, a spell from another craft that is mother and you okay. have that spell. All right, I'll take a look. And then you um, can start over on the experience. Great. Um yeah, so uh, we are in the veil, which again is kind of this weird, like, shadow world. And just suddenly this, like, bright, glowing path stretches out in front of us, sort of like the yellow brick road. And um, it's almost like the train is tugged towards it, almost like it's magnetic or something. And um, it is leading us toward a very specific exit point, And it's kind of like the darkness parts a curtain. And through it, you can see the... Uh, the ruins of the place that we left in new orleans which obviously did not entirely crumble into the earth but that the cafe i don't remember the name of that's gone so cafe de Mon. well the kitchen was uh, the yeah. kitchen was saved right because you want to be able to have beignets <laughs> when you go back so right good uh so the train arrives like in the middle of the street of oh, like oh yeah like inception yeah. kind of like <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> tearing up the asphalt yeah it just literally just plows right into the middle of an intersection in new orleans and like 
uh, the car there's somehow theory. causes no car crashes but they're just like honking angrily and here we are it appeared out of nowhere too so all right uh okay so i guess this is um probably about dawn since you've been doing this all night uh so vampire male is feeling a little weak probably not feeling super great right now and um i wonder if i could do something that was concurrent with the train going through the veil sure argyle for all of the jackassery could be a asset to us and i wonder if since we do have um uh the solstice if it's possible to use a spell in a way that it wouldn't normally be used yep it's just uh instead of being at woe it's just a regular roll now because of okay the solstice. Yeah. um so i want to take what would normally be a curse where i can make every make all of the blood run from every bodily orifice mm-hmm. however i've gotten used enough to the scent of blood and the componentry of it that i want the alcohol level that's in his blood to seep out through his pores. Okay. That's, <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, so, and I guess that the, is amazing. Uh, uh, the narrative has introduced the conflict that Argyle is useless right now. So we'll say that you're confronting that conflict. Okay. Starting to realize how difficult it is to run this game without cards. So I might need to fix this problem. I got eight. Okay. Uh, let's see. Jim, do you have any thoughts on how to make this interesting? Uh, this particular spell? Yeah, or what's going on? Because it's a, it's a caveat. It needs to be a catch. Hmm. I think that what happens is that you're actually very close to the veil. So actually in it. So as you pull the, uh, the, uh, the, that out of him, it sort of creates a second version of him that is representative of all of his weaknesses, fears, and uh, insecurities. And it pulls out, and then he just forms, and he's just sort of in the corner, kind of looking around scared. And his other form actually seems completely well and confident. Um, I'm glad I asked. So basically, all of the toxic parts of his self have been split from him and exist in a spiritual form next to him. You've done a full detox. Oh, yeah, I guess... Guess I overdid it there. He turns around and like struts over to his toxic self and like lands a heavy blow right across his toxic self's chin. Toxic self like spins and like collapses with a broken nose. That motherfucker. Why? Don't hurt me anymore. I'm sorry, what did I do? I <laughs> duct tape (laughs) shuts him up turns around okay i'm here 
Thank you for that. Anytime. Why are we in New Orleans? <laughs> he looks around for the first time. Because <laughs> uh, we're tracking the seven. They're Who's- dead. There's no hope. What are you doing? We're all going <laughs> Okay, we'll track the seven. I'll stand guard. Lydia? The hag. Puts down her book. Yes? Do you need Lydia's help to find the seven? You tell me what's going on. I'm just getting caught up here. Well, I had half of a bland. I guess I can try that, and we can go from there. I'm not feeling super great, but being hungry probably doesn't hurt right now. And I want to get out of the trade and go to wherever the seven were last seen. And I'm, like, completely, like, I've got a big cloak on with the hood up and everything, and I'm moving slowly, but... Uh, normally being in this kind of light would probably be lethal in kind of a sunstroke sort of way. Okay. But it's solstice, so like the witch part of you is outshining the vampire part of you. And there was actually kind of a psychological thing that demoted the beast anyway. Yeah. So while it's not pleasant, it's not uh, inhibitive. Uh, You can still function fine. Okay. Um, it depends, like, if it's something that's going to require physical effort, it might be at woe, but generally you're okay. Yeah. I basically want to Scooby-Doo it and sniff out the trail, trying to find, Uh, like, powerful blood. Albert would like to create a miniature weather system that follows Mel with (laughs) the only job being to block out as much of the sun as possible. Yes. All right, so uh, roll against uh, Mel as a vampire. I can be like all of those cartoons where they have the little storm cloud that follows yes, them. Yes, with the black cloud. Uh, seven. Okay. Uh, with my, yes. I, I think it, it works too well. You're way more powerful than you realize. Shit. <laughs> I mean, it's of course. <laughs> you did. You just been a while since you felt like this, and so what you thought was doing, eh. but what ends up yeah. happening is like this rolling storm comes in from the from the uh, bay. Oops, and and it's just like horizontal rain and high winds, not hurricane. Like, thank God you yeah, didn't no. do like a regular storm. But it is like windy and rainy and and completely cloud covered. Okay, <laughs> I'm just gonna. Okay, but but that that does fix the problem. Okay, cool. Like Mel's like, oh, okay, it's, I feel fine. So thank you for that, side. Albert. Albert's not. Albert's gonna play it off like he didn't do anything because he's embarrassed. <laughs> That he lost control. <laughs> so, uh, and, and likewise, um, I think Mel can just is probably hypersensitive to all of the scents that are around, and um, 
you kind of landed near uh, the epicenter in the French Quarter. So it's all these French colonial buildings and the cast iron balconies, etc. And then there's this massive sinkhole right in the middle of it all. It's probably the size of a football field. And that's uh, and that gets, gets still. I mean, there's kind of construction around that people have been trying. It's been, I think, at least a couple of weeks. So the the city has kind of come in, and uh, the the federal agencies have come in, and they're trying to mitigate this problem. So there's actual construction site built up around it, and high fences and cranes and things like that. But it's like there's a massive sinkhole in it. And that's that's where. Um, you think that they might have been. So, uh, this is another role uh, against the uh, Seven, Finding the Seven, uh, which is currently subdued. Um, I would spend a charm to go after it again. Okay. And I'm not sure, if you're going after it with, with magic, uh, if you have a divination that makes sense, you can have it at wheel. Otherwise, it's just going to be a straight wisdom roll. Yeah, it may have to be a straight wisdom roll, which is not great for me, but uh, I'm trying to see if I have anything that might work and help me out, but I don't think so. Yeah, it's it's not actually like a spell that I have. Okay. So, let me roll a couple dice. No bonuses, so don't suck, dice. Uh, I got seven. Okay. Uh, you f- you find their scent, uh, but it it's it it like abruptly ends. Uh, and it it was it's it's like as if it, it went over the over the hole in the ground, suspended mm-hmm. in the air, and just stopped suddenly. Which makes you think that they're not in the material world. Mm. Great. So you found where they were, but you don't know where they are because they're probably not. So they probably, my guess is that they would have been, would have entered the veil. Yeah. At the spot. Who wants to go back to the veil? Do you believe that's where they are? I'm pretty sure because the scent stops cold. It just disappears. I seem to be spending a lot of time there, so why not? Fair enough. Oh, look out for Cave while we're there. Uh, Okay. Yeah, I sent him to the Vale. I thought, you know, it wouldn't come up again. But look at that. Fun. Okay. Cool. Very excited about this now. Uh, all right. To the veil we go. How are you getting in? How are you going to cross over? Not my department. Guess what? This is the thing Abigail does all the time. Um, <laughs> let's see. I got to remember what my spell is that does this. Um, yeah, create a pathway for the dead to move on to the afterlife. Okay, so you are confronting a subdued conflict. Oh, I got. I, okay, well, um, 
Yeah, I'll spend my charm. Okay. I don't need to establish that Santa Claus is alive anymore. I've done that already. <laughs> uh, How does Santa Claus help us here? I just, no, you know what? I just want to know uh, he's out there. I just want it for me. I want to know he's no, but, out uh, there. But can he, can he come in and do something? Because <laughs> I want to see him. Well, he's the master of teleportation. Awesome. If any of us knows Santa Claus's number, it's Albert. So um, I'm sorry, but if you that. see Santa Claus, you're going to see the reveal of one, which is Odin with his seven-legged horse, and that's not going to be fun for anyone. Oh, yeah, that's going to be great. Yes. That's going to be awesome. Okay. Um, that is not a nine. Jolly. That's okay. a nine. All right. On the so are you doing the door bar. thing? Yeah, it's you know it's the same thing except this time because we're in the middle of a rubble-strewn city. Like it's like pieces of cement from the sidewalk and stuff get create this this wheel in in the, in the sky that we can then travel through. Okay, so you you, you do it, but it's that it's it's strong enough to allow uh, the th- three of you in, but you really can't keep it open for anybody else. So right. you, it's just the three of you. Otherwise, you would have to put a little more effort into it. Um, now, being solstice, you probably could prop it open longer if you want. But yeah, how what's what's that look like? What's that? What do I got to do to do that? I think it just means that there's going to be a whole lot. It's like the poltergeist with the door, you know. That's just like this constant bright bulging light shining from the middle of the rubble, and it's extremely conspicuous. Um, but I think you could, if you wanted to prop it open, you could. I corrected myself. Since it's solstice, things are going to be easier and more powerful than normal. I'm going to prop this thing open. Okay. Um, But let me suggest a complication, which is that normal people can see it. Yeah, I think that's going to be very (laughs) obvious, right? um, You know, head to the light, Marianne. You know, (laughs) pulsing. (laughs) Okay, thank you for that. So you are uh, back in the veil, and you remember once you cross over, you sort of have like a, a veil version of yourself, which is more good reflection of what what you want to be. It's like an idealistic perception of yourself. Um, so that's it. So you come in looking like that, and if you want to describe yourself, it's a good time to do that. The veil avatar can be pretty cool. Now you're still gonna look ragged and beaten. That's okay. <laughs> I mean, one thing that is noticed when you go into the veil, because usually there's like the sounds of animals and things, natural things on the other side that reflect usually what's on the on the real side. But it's very it's barren and silent, as in almost as in the animals have fled, uh, and there's no noise other than the rustling of some branches and some wind on the other side. It's almost creepy. It's pretty awesome. We've established I think I'm going to go creepy with my avatar, too. Cool. Yeah, I think that unlike the last time that uh, Mel was in the veil, very much that like uh, vampire aspect has come to the forefront because that's what's most on her mind right now that she's dealing with. So I think she's kind of got this sort of shifting look to her that almost like she's almost see-through at times, but has these enormous bat wings. Sweet. Abigail just looks like any other girl. 
Albert looks semi-translucent as if he's not fully here or some part of him is missing. But he's he stands a bit straighter here. Uh, uh, can I suggest something for Albert? Please do. Because you have all the strings and that was like a part of your personality, I can imagine these like wispy sort of strings that are, you know, attached to your joints and your limbs that just kind of float off into nowhere, but it almost looks like there's an invisible puppeteer. Ooh, that's awesome. That's dope. <laughs> yeah, that's, I'm that, I'm that. <laughs> so we've established that the mechanics of the veil is not about distance, but how the proximity to the person that you're looking for. So um, in other words, how close are you to them? And since you're tracking the seven, you basically arrive right to them. Um, and you see uh, six of them. Uh, if you recall, there was sort of like the frumpy middle-aged white guy. There were a couple of younger ones. There was like just a big hodgepodge of people that you would find in New Orleans, really. Um, and they are suspended on this massive glistening silver web that seems to go off into infinity. And they are just trapped up in there like flies, and they're suspended animation, unmoving, unblinking. In fact, they're they're partially co- uh, cocooned, not entirely, but partially. And the, uh, those few that have their eyes open are completely white and vacant. There's no life. And the ground surrounding that webbing looks very smooth, almost like ice. But it's so more like a white layer on top of the earth that rests beneath the webbing. Well, this can't be good. Introducing a new conflict, seven are. What's the word? Caught? Trapped? Yeah. Ensnared. Ensnared, thank you. That's much better. <laughs> Who's the writer? They failed their resistance check to entangle. <laughs> That's usually a reflex uh, save. <laughs> true. Um, Albert would like to see if he can beseech the spider grandmother to help here. Uh, is, is that a... I don't know if I have a spell, so I'm, I'm thinking it'd be just a regular roll because of... It's divination. It's strictly speaking, it's divination. Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah, it would be a wisdom roll, a straight roll, because unless you have okay. unless you have a spell specifically doing what you're wanting to do. Just well, I'm, quick what I'm wanting question to, to both you guys, though. Yeah. Um, in previous episode, we had established who believes that they're core principles actually has an embodiment or whether it's just a philosophical connection. Um, I believe that in that we established that none of us really had the belief that our our goddess was actually physically something we could communicate with. So if if I, I just wanted to maintain the consistency of that because this looks like it might be different. Mm. Now you can type into higher wisdom. 
which doesn't need to be personified. Yeah, I mean, it's just uh, it, to me, it's just a question of explanation. I just it 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 just seems kind of like we said one thing once and then we're saying something different next time. Well, I'm, I'm think I'm kind of playing with like so maybe the webbing because we're in we're on the other side of the veil, so maybe the webbing isn't. Okay, I'm, I'm over explaining. Um, let's go with. Let's see if I do a straight wisdom roll and see what's up. And you're just kind of uh, asking the universe for guidance or whatever your version of that right, is. Yeah. like tapping into my connection to whatever I've, I've got. Seven. Oh, uh, eight. Okay. Um, well, it's it's revealed to you just by looking around that this was uh, a very powerful spell cast by Kaliska mm-hmm. to bind their souls for eternity. Mm. So they um, they're in a constant suspended state. Okay. Do I gather anything beyond uh, well do I gather anything about how I can undo that? Or can anything be done? Uh, Kaliska has to be destroyed. That's the catch. I mean, she, she okay. it's its not anything that... I mean, you can probably try to unentangle them, but you're in the veil now. I so don't like your choice of words with that. <laughs> yeah. There's powers at play that... I mean, there's one thing you do yeah. know is that the powers at play there are just beyond your understanding. So it yeah. could make things way, way worse. Or okay. you could maybe release them. I don't know. But the uh, certainty is you have to, Kaliska has to, has to let them go or die. It appears there's no other option. I've tried to delay this as long as I could. Let's go kill my mother. Okay. Finally. How do you propose we do that? Can I use this webbing curse spell as a triangulating um, to see if this spell has her geotag? <laughs> Is there an equivalent like that? Well, you're you're in the veil, so if you tr- do a divination yeah. on your mother, you'll be brought to her. I mean, that's sort of how it works. Okay, I would like to do that. I intend to be brought to that. And do I do I encounter? Uh, what, what happened? It's another wisdom <laughs> roll. Uh, you're going to okay. go against um, Kaliska as the conflict. Oh, that that'll go well. Um, flat wisdom, yeah. Yeah. Unless okay. you have a divination spell that works in this case. Um, I do, but uh, let's go with. I rolled a natural nine plus one, so that's a ten. Okay. So I'm just going to stick with that. <laughs> right, so that is so. Dude, and it's a 10, so you can describe to me what you see. Um, and how, how the experience works. So you pop up, and what, what do you see? What happens? I, I, I kind of just follow the strands um, of this giant web, and I, I see the patterns of it. And a lot of the tangles and knots are the same ones that I've used um, in various forms. And so I, I know my mother's workings very well. And then I use that as kind of a pattern recognition. Um, the idea being that 
as I look at the way that she crafts this web, I get a sense of her psychology and what she was thinking while she was doing it. And I use that to triangulate that she is physically in New Orleans. Oh. Actually, oh, you can't say that because that is a conflict. Or, okay. Yeah. Oh, you gotcha. can say because you're in the veil. Just to make, make, let me explain it because you're in the veil. So what the spell does is brings you to her in the veil. Oh, okay. Now, physically, you don't know where she is. Uh, but, okay. But, she, but the veil is, there is there is no distance. It's proximity to what you, who you gotcha. know. I got so, an idea. Yeah. Okay. But you can describe how, how she appears. Uh, what's your idea, Jim? Okay. I got an idea for something if uh, you're willing to go with it. But um, a young woman that actually looks a lot like you and a lot like your mom is standing on one of the webs. She's standing where? On one of the webs. On the web? Oh, yeah. okay. On a strand of web. Cool. Okay. And she doesn't say anything. She just looks at you and beckons you over. I look at the web and I tug at the right sequence of strings to collapse that section of web. I'm not going to go to her. You come to me. She definitely sort of jumps to another one. Uh, and she's very careful to actually miss a few. And she walks on down. She goes, only certain ones are sticky. Um, I would like to roll. So what I'd like to know is, can we kill her here? Or do we have to do this in the physical? If you destroy her spirit, then her body will die. Okay. But no, I, I heard you were looking for our mother. Oh, that's what you're doing. Okay. I thought you were. Okay. Okay. That changes things. This man in a suit came to me and said you were looking for me. Hmm. Did this I'm man gonna... in a suit have a name? He didn't say. I don't remember a lot. I just remember sadness, anger, and fear. And he made that go away a little bit and just said to find Albert that he needed me. I fear, I feel your guilt. Goodbye, mother. I'm going to light the web on fire. Um, natural. Uh, does it still count as a natural disaster in the uh, in the veil? Yeah, uh, Kaliska is okay. uh, the conflict, but is subdued. Do you- uh, okay, this is I'm not spending Kaliska, a by the way. This is not. Kaliska. This is not. This is not Kaliska. Ooh. So there's a new conflict okay. in play, which I'm assuming is Alice, right? Hmm. This is your sister. Just so you know, straight yeah, up. I had a very different. Okay, let's let's see. Um, or it may hmm. not be, depending. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, 
I'm going to roll. I want to, because I, I don't think Albert trusts that this is the sister. Um, so I'm going to roll to see into this spirit's past and know it's like who is this? I had uh, so it's one of my own divination spells. Mm-hmm. Um, that means you get it at wheel, and you're confronting Alice. It's a conflict. Yes. Eleven. Now, Alice is a conflict in the table. I'll leave it up to Jim to decide if that resolves the conflict and you can decide. Or if Jim wants to, do you want to hold it and subdue the conflict and then uh, and then you decide? Well, this is the conversation I think I need to have with Joe is. Um, how, do you have a straight up resolution that you want to do with your sister that something else would fall in the way of and then we can just set this aside and do it a different way i got a couple of ideas or uh it could since this is the penultimate episode this could be something that resolves something for you uh yeah how, how do you want um, to it? so the backstory would be we shared the womb together but we were technically going to be conjoined twins if anything the the story is that only one of us was going to physically survive and the other made the choice to give up the essence. And so that was always going to happen. It was always going to be either me or her, but I think because of that, we've always been kind of entwined, like part of me didn't survive. And so there's that weirdness. I think, I think Albert believes Kaliska needs to see that. Um, I don't think Kaliska is ever going to change her mind, but I think something has to shock Kaliska's psyche so that we can actually fight her. Um, um, but I don't know how, like, the, so that was kind of what I was going with. I trying to bring mechanically, the way this works reason. is either uh, Jim resolves the conflict and allows you to have narrative control over Alice and what that all means, or Jim subdues the conflict and he has narrative control over Alice and what all that means. So that's uh, kind of where we're at. It, I, I think this is something that Joe and I can definitely collaborate in. Okay. Because uh, the idea that I have is that the, the one little wisp that still exists on, of her is tied by a thread to you. Mm. your memory of her is the only thing that actually keeps her the way that she the, the, in, in this in this form or actually existing at all within the veil when you do the spell to see you know where they came from it's blank this person was never born mm. uh, but the the thing about it is though is she's obviously been fed some information by somebody yeah uh, right. So uh, you don't know what that information is. But for right now, she does seem concerned. She seems somewhat translucent, as in the energy of her spirit is very weak. Uh, but uh, she seems very confused and wanting to find out what's going on from you. Um, cool. I, I think in this moment, Albert is just going to unconditionally just share his entire memory so like the reverse version of what i did to read her i'm going to let her see into me and just resolve it all so basically what you do is you cast that and you basically sort of like a what the hell 
and then you just see that one little strand coming out from you as in the, f- the fact that your body doesn't cast shade here all you can see is the strings sort of like yeah out from yeah you. yeah and right. you, you follow that one little shady thread and you just sort of tug on it for a second and then all of a sudden it just sort of snaps into a scene where it's kind of like you just sort of like living your entire life and fast forward and she's just sort of watching it almost as if it was a video and when it's done she just falls to her knees and cries she goes go and just embrace her and just whisper it's okay to sleep oh but there's a problem vibrations of the web have alerted to Kliska something is going on and everybody here except for Alice is suddenly standing on top of the GM headquarters in Detroit on top of the building overlooking the city completely snow covered cold hard hard reality you're no longer in the veil you got pulled out and getting pulled out of the veil is something like being thrown into an ice pot, uh, ice water. It's extremely shocking to the system. And it's like, suddenly your lungs are full of air and you were, you were basically materialized here and you're standing on top of this skyscraper. The, uh, GM headquarters, if you recall, is that kind of circular building in Detroit. It's kind of that iconic mm-hmm. building. Well, I go scrambling for the shadows immediately, like pull up the hood and just like, um, it's that feral, uh, you know, instinct to move towards where it's shadowed. Yeah, fortunately, it's solstice, so it's uncomfortable, but not harmful. Sure. But I think that the sudden shock to the system. Sure. Then Mel scrabbling a little. Survival instinct. Mm -hmm. And and, uh, Kaliska is standing on this building front of you with 12 other witches and the wind is whipping up around them capes and cloaks flapping in the wind towering over the city Aliska is uh, far too young looking she could be 20 Uh, she uh, the last time you saw her she was an old lady and she's wearing like it's almost like she's about to go to battle. I mean, she has sort of um, uh, a, a bodysuit and like she has pistols and holsters, and she has an overcoat, gloves. Like she's about to go fighting, and the rest of her crew looks like that. So you're just sort of all. St- standing there, sitting there, falling there, whatever it is you're doing there, and they're all standing over you in this tableau of menace and power. Uh, Uh, Just for clarification, uh, am I there too, or am I still... Okay. Your mother, I presume? Not for a very long time. Um, I have more to Albert's going into only Albert's mother. I'm a change maker. I am a prophet of a new time to come. I am the bringer of a world of peace. You are a stereotype who is monologuing. It's so 
It's so good to see you again, Albert's mom. Can you make us a snack? Um, Mel isn't going to wait. She feels that Albert is given permission to go full steam ahead where his mother is concerned, and she's going to spit a curse at them. All right. Um, now, Kalisa is, is subdued still, but uh, if you're kind of going after the whole crew, that could be a different conflict. Sure. Which yeah, we'll I'll go after the Kaliska's whole crew. Coven. Okay. All right. Holy crap. I got um, a 13. Shit. <laughs> I think it's the highest that 13s, I can. Right? I think I got like almost the highest I could get because I rolled and then I got um, uh, my bonus for it because I'm in crone. <laughs> okay, what's the, what's the spell? What and happens? describe what, it, what happens because it, remembering that this is going to be like triple charged. So, um, normally it would just make everybody bleed from their orifices. This is going to make them basically explode in a fine mist of blood where it's just like they're, it's, it's so supercharged that the blood can't get out of their body fast enough that it's actually like exploding and ripping them apart as it goes like a violent decompression (laughs) yeah wow okay so um (laughs) i didn't expect to roll that high (laughs) like i did the i did the math a couple of times you earned it so so now the story is going to be that we all give each other christmas presents like that's what happens now because everything's everything's done yeah right the coven uh the 12 that were there the 12 that were there have been vaporized um Kaliska kind of turns around and just kind of gives a sort of frustrated grunt and just starts conjuring something. You can't tell exactly what she's doing. I am going to roll my new spell. Um, I uh, can reveal what I can reveal what the subject cares about and loves the most and identify how they are vulnerable. Um, but first, I have to roll. You're rolling Close against whiz. Kaliska is summoning something. Yeah. Or doing something. We don't know what she's doing. I got an 11. (laughs) Oh, yes. It's my own fault. (laughs) Putting this on. Yeah. I don't. (laughs) I don't know what she cares about most, but uh, it, whatever it is, it's like a, like a ghostly. Yeah. It's like a ghost of the thing she wants most that sort of rises up next to her out of the ether of the universe. Just sort of, and like it's she can't even see it it's like only i can only like i or my allies can see it or something like that so yeah it's like just a wisp of a shadow of the thing that she cares about most you see a uh, a visualization of sort of like her sort of middle-aged woman parking in a ranch style home grabbing the groceries out coming in a man coming out giving her a kiss they walk in teenager on the couch watching some show putting the groceries away that's what you see 
this sort of weird, normal, mundane suburban life. Okay. And uh, why that makes her vulnerable? Uh, I think that makes her vulnerable, which you could probably answer that question too. But if I had to get behind that, I would say it's because she thinks that that life is impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so this is uh, it, this was done in con to to well this was done in retaliation to her doing some magic, right? Mm-hmm. So how does that interrupt her magic? Um. I think she can just sense that we've seen some part that I've seen some part of her specifically me. I have seen some part of her that she tries to keep hidden. Um, It's almost like when you say too much and the person you're talking to kind of sits back a little bit, like it's like that, except she Mm -hmm. hasn't said anything. I've just, she just knows that I, I know too much. She, she stops and kind of gives you a horrified expression and turns and leaps off of the building. I'm going after her. Yeah, I'm going to do the same whilst licking my hands as I go because I've gotten exploded with blood. <laughs> uh, Albert's going to run faster than he should be able to um, just to go see what is her fate. So this is basically very Matrix, what's going on. She is torpedoing through the air and turns around, uh, coat just flapping behind her as she is casting something else. Um, this is a coordinated fall. I think she's like not falling; she's mm-hmm. diving. And the Albert rest of would- you are also kind of in flight above Detroit. Uh, Albert would like to form an an air bubble but it's an anti-air bubble i want to suck all of the air out from all around her okay uh oh and, and mel can fly by the way just so you know Ooh, that's awesome yeah. okay <laughs> well uh, i'm definitely going after by, her by the way <laughs> good to just know FYI. Awesome. <laughs> vampires can fly okay uh so you're going to try to create a vacuum around her yes um with the intent to stop her from being able to fly and also to suffocate her and prevent her from speaking. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll see how much of that I accomplish. Now, Kaliska subdued. So, um, I don't think you have any charm. Um, mm. And we probably do because you have... I've been forgetting to Did give I you s- experience and charm. So, you've been getting experience. So, if you, if, if you remember back tonight, and if you rolled a 10+, plus, you got experience for that. Oh right! In that okay. aspect, yeah. but I don't think I any a, mundane roles have happened. So you're, I have a rules question, though. Yeah, how can something be subdued as if it's actively working against you? Well, it's it's true. There's a kind of a line you have to draw. Like if the situation changes, there's a new conflict in play. But uh, the the reason I'm keeping the same conflict is because uh, it is uh, going to force the situation to escalate. And so it's not going to be, oh, I'm just going to trade blows with mom. It's like, no, things are going to get worse and then worse and then worse until it's resolved. So that's that's the reason. I, I could say she's getting away as a new conflict. Um, and I think normally I would. But since this is a milestone chapter, I'm going to keep escalating it. I'm only asking because I want to run this game. So I want to know. Yeah, well, good question. <laughs> I mean, that's that's why the tools are there so that you can decide yeah. if you need to escalate it or not. Um, 
if I have any charm, I will spend it. If not, I'm yeah. I don't. I'm think okay do. to see where it uh, where it plays. I, okay. I don't want to escalate just yet. Okay. She. Um, so the conflict that you're confronting is that she's resurrecting the um, vaporized confed. Okay. Uh, so if you fail on this, there will be twelve witches after you. Okay. <laughs> Fair. Uh, let's see how I do. Uh, eight. Okay. All right, so she's middle casting this, and I don't know if anybody's close enough to the top of the GM building to see uh, partially deformed, mutated bodies coming together, sort of out of the air. But then suddenly she's... <laughs> Loses all of her air, and then the body sort of dissolve again, and now she's tumbling. There's a butt, though. What's the butt, Jim? Help me out. A crow comes out of nowhere and swoops her up. Perfect. Well, now I'm falling for no reason. <laughs> I got a solution, though. Um, I'm going to open a gateway to the friggin' fail. You can do like uh, a Rick and Morty portal beneath you. Fall yeah. Into the portal. Yeah. Pillows. I've always wanted to fall into a portal. Portal to maneuver. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is a nine. All right. I guess the conflict falling over Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I I do have a notion of what a complication could be, but I'll, I'll take it because I, I need help. It's hard. <laughs> I think that because of the, like speed and you know, I I I am trying to set up my fall so that you know I I basically end up in the veil and sort of land on my feet. But I I want to overshoot and end up in the afterlife. Oh, you're going to break past the veil. Yeah, I'm mm. going to skip right past it like a stone. That doesn't have to be the afterlife, but that was where I was I was like... Yeah, I'll take it. I know the exactly exit. what I can do with this. Okay. Yeah. Uh, is anybody else going in that veil, too? <laughs> I guess we can... Um, well, Mel, you can fly, so you don't have to. Um, but I think... Uh, uh, well, if Kaliska is still, is she still fall. there? Yeah, she got picked up by... Oh, yeah, you stepped away. A crow yeah, came sorry, in, I had to step away for a sec. A crow came in and grabbed her and flew off. So I think... There's a large crow, like, having... It has her in talons and is flying. Oh. I think I think that because, like, Mel could fly because Kaliska could fly. Like, they could, they could, you know, flap and, like, sort of settle on the ground in the veil. I, I just sort of, like, ping off the surface of it and end up somewhere else. Just so. skip across the pond. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so... Um, so Mel can decide to go in the portal or go after the crow. I'm going after Kalista. Hmm? Uh, well, shit. Actually, I want to go after Kaliska, but I'll probably stop and go grab Albert instead. Okay. <laughs> because that would be shitty of me if I did not go get Albert. <laughs> I, I think Albert would want you to go after the crow. Do I you know. Have eye contact. I think that I think that. But yeah, that's. I think Mel knows do. that, but yeah. I think Mel's going to. She's no, still got enough of a soft yeah. spot for Albert. Oh, no, Albert is suddenly snatched by a vampire and brought into the sky. 
yeah, very blood soaked vampire. So your your outfit's going to be um, the dry cleaners are going to have a lot of questions for you. <laughs> the crow. I, I'm, I'm, I'm here for that. That's awesome. <laughs> That's amazing. So, I mean, just catching up with the crow will be uh, a mundane role. Um, I've been in year zero all day, so I'm trying to remember my own rules. Oh. I think you want, you're, you're trying to kill her. So this is a lash out, a severity roll. Ooh. Yay. For me going after her? Yeah. Yes, yeah, severity is good for me. Conflict crow and interloper. I got distracted helping Albert. Uh-oh. <laughs> what did you get? A six. Okay. It's to balance out the fact that I had the 13 earlier. <laughs> yeah, I think by the getting... rolling wheel, right? Uh, or it's oh, just that's only magic. magic. Rolling wheel. Okay. Only magic. Only magic. Um, uh, I think it's as simple as that. Like, it takes too long to get Albert, and she's gone. Oops. That crow was flying fast. Meanwhile... <laughs> as the crow flies. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we are going to. I think this is well. Let's let's continue the chapter to figure out what goes on with um, Abigail. Hi. Mm. Meanwhile, so Abigail goes skipping off into um, the world beyond. Um, oh boy, there's so many ways this can go. Uh, I, I I think uh, she ends up kind of tumbling into multitudes of lost spirits. These are individuals that have passed, but uh, have left the material world, but haven't found their destination. Okay. And so they're more imprints than people, uh, less more pain, torment, wandering consciousness than identities. And it's it's just everywhere. There there are countless. You can't even count the number of of individuals that are just cascading beyond almost to infinity. But beyond all of that, you can see uh, a river, which is um, kind of through all of these spirits. You can see a river which goes deep into the darkness just torment and screaming and pain and anguish and all of this is just bombarding you. It's almost like a physical reaction. I knew I should have made that right turn back at Albuquerque. None of the spirits laugh either, which is very annoying. It was a good joke. Come on. You don't know Um, how to get out of here. This is... No, I don't. Yeah. Um, I want to say that I tried to cast my trusty follow the path spell and it just like fizzles out. I'm not even going to roll on it uh, because I think that's more interesting. Um, Can I like what can I like walk up to that river or is it too far away? Yeah, you can. Uh, And it's like since the intent is there, the river is just right there. Mm -hmm. But you are getting pulled back now that you have moved. 
-hmm. You're very attractive. You're like a, a bright light to moths. All of these souls are descending upon you, and they're just begging for help and begging because they can see you and nothing else, and they're just converging. And it's quickly becoming very overwhelming. That sounds bad. Um, I want to see if I can spot anybody I know here. Like, so spot a helping hand or a. Uh, okay, okay, let's look at. Let's use Mercy, Befriend, confronting okay. uh, Land of Lost Souls. Okay. Befriend. Oh, good. That's a, that's a 10. I'm rolling good today. Yeah. Great. So uh, we can resolve that. Who do you find? What's more interesting to you, my mom or Jocelyn? Uh, they're both interesting. I think Jocelyn. She was more okay. of a character. Yeah, and my mom got resolved when she presumably chewed out my dad for cheating on her. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I feel like like somebody tugging at me extra hard, but I like recognize the feeling of that. And if this were the TV show, there would be a quick flashback sequence, but it's not the TV show. But yeah, to like the first time we hung out or something. And um, I turn around and I know it's her, even though she looks like she should have been, not like the person she actually was. And like I do. And um, yeah, uh, she like kind of, wraps herself around me um almost like she's cloaking me in herself and i'm like uh i thought you were gonna go on to oh so that's where i am uh, and, and you can hear her emotions less of it's not like words but they're emotions <laughs> and you can tell that she's doesn't she's lost like all of these others and doesn't know where to go and recognizes you and is keeping you, the others from you right now. Okay. It's not um, a voice. These are just sort of like, you just get it. Got it. Um, yeah. I am going to, I think probably one last time. This is very, uh, uh, his dark materials. <laughs> um, I'm going to open a, a gate to, I don't know. I, I, that, that's probably not going to work because we're already there. Um, I want to get a better sense of what this river is. I assume it's the river sticks, and I probably shouldn't step in it. But <laughs> yeah, it's likely that. I mean, you're you're on the the threshold, so you know your your book learning would tell you that this is probably the river yeah. sticks or whatever that river is. Okay. Um, yeah, I um. Oh, I do. I actually do have a spell that will help me here. Um, I can commune with the dead with the ability to understand what they want or need, even if they don't know it themselves and provide guidance for them. Um, it, since it's the solstice, I'm going to hope that I can do that for apparently thousands to millions of them. <laughs> um, awesome. Do all the things. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So let's see what happens. Uh, yes, that is a 10. All right, you're confronting the word the, the trapped uh, conflict, which I added. Um, so you can tell me what happens. That means you can get out if you want to. 
Yeah, it's like um, I might want to like show you something though. I uh, took notes on wishes that everybody had. I don't know if you can see this. Whoops. Yeah, can you see. I uh, kind of just move it, move it toward me a little bit. Yeah, ghost be, army. Yeah, oh. that was one of the wi- that was one of the wishes you guys gave me in Slack. So hmm. if you wanted to go that direction, there is a card here for it. Yeah. Okay, I know what I'm going to do. You tell me if this is out of bounds. Um, There is a swirling sort of... The problem with this river is there's no way to travel upon it. It's like there's a a backed-up queue, and everyone's gotten stuck here because whoever's supposed to be moving around on this river is just not doing it, or we can't find him, or whatever. And I just have this instinctive sense that, like, whatever boatman was here, he hasn't been around in a long time. So, we need some sort of vehicle. I need some way to get these ghosts where they're going. And also, seems like they'd make a pretty good army. So, I sort of reach out with my hand. Because I know that, like, what is holding them back is not necessarily, like, on Moss, what's holding them back is they can't get across this river. They can't navigate this river. So, I reach out my hand and just sort of, like, kind of twist it a little bit feeling for what it is i know i need and then that sort of sizzling circle opens up and a train gets pulled through it hell yeah and um i'm like fuck i don't know how to drive a train but there's a ghost who does because there's all kinds of ghosts here so i get it i just get everybody on this train i i get the engineer guy up in the front and uh, I um, point us forward, headed toward the real worlds, and um, and then I'm just going to give them this train. This is all done. That's going to be how people get around in the afterlife. Now there's going to be a ghost train. <laughs> it's going to it's going to rule, and Santa Claus is going to drive it. Okay, and where do you where are you taking the ghost train? Salem, Indiana. I'm going back. All right. I think we'll close that chapter there. So uh, let's go. I guess we need a meeting. Kalisa got away. Uh, Abigail's gone missing in the Vale or beyond the Vale or somewhere. Um, Vampire Mel is flying over Michigan with with Albert. Can you read my mind? (laughs) It's very Superman. <laughs> <laughs> that big storm is gone, so it's nothing but blue skies. It's very uncomfortable. Very yeah, cold. very cold too. Probably hating everything about this. Uh, so this is uh, a meeting. I'll, I'll turn the controls over to you guys. You tell me what's going on. Now that this has all happened. All right, now that we've played Damsel in Distress, uh, where do we go from here? Home. Everything seems to be leading to it. And if she were to pick her final battleground, that was 
where she would do it. Well, I really have no concept of how far those things are from each other. That's, that seems like probably a long way to fly, especially during the daytime. How many seasons have you yeah, been a sister? Uh, probably at least a few hours. <laughs> a few hours as the mel flies. Yeah. <laughs> if you were driving, it would take seven hours, so probably at least four. I'm going to, like, swoop down to the ground, like, try to be as inconspicuous as possible. Well, you're flying over, essentially, northern Indiana, so some sort of farm field that's been covered in snow, basically, everywhere. Yeah. I, I'm basically looking, like, I'm doing okay, but I imagine I'm still kind of feeling a little weak and not great. And I, I'm doubtful of, of my ability to fly for three hours even with the the solstice <laughs> fair yeah albert's gonna ask how many years have you been a sister with us how many solstices have you experienced above game um there really had like I'm trying to think about like how old I decided Mel was. Yeah. Like you're you're pretty young. Yeah, she was like nineteen or twenty or something. That sounds right. Yeah, yeah, I think you were like early twenty, some like mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty, something like that. Pretty early on we had sort of established that Abigail and Mel were within their first couple years in the coven. So Yeah. yeah. No, I was trying to remember what we established. It's been a while. <laughs> also, there hasn't been a solstice like this. Like, Yeah, that's the other right. thing I was wondering, if there had yeah. been one like this before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, this overwhelming power, there's always a surge of power, but this overwhelming power is because of the, the uh, eclipse on top of the solstice. This is all new, Albert. Precisely. Um, Albert is going to cast a blessing on Mel. Nothing of the natural world can harm the subject, including weather, natural disasters, animals, or hunger or thirst. Um, That's super helpful. Yeah, you don't even have to roll for it. Saving that one. (laughs) Yeah, I was about to say, I'm like, where was this spell yesterday? (laughs) um, So in a meeting, can I just make that work? Yeah, Yeah, it just happens. Okay. Mm I've basically mm-hmm. turned you into a daywalker for as long as this is going on. And uh, the hunger and thirst, technically, you're not bothered by it, but you're in full control. Like, you choose what you feed on and when. This is the gift that we're fighting for. The ability to set things right. To wield this power. To make miracles. And to go kill your mom. Well, 
we do the best we can. You guys are in reality, right? Yeah. Al- Albert's phone rings. If you have your phone. Yeah, I, I love this. Um, Albert, <laughs> um, this somber moment, I think we, uh, there's like this touching bonding and then there's like, a, what is Albert's ringtone? Um, I think I feel it's, like you maybe got it's stuck on something, huh? Let's <laughs> uh, say uh, Mambo number five. <laughs> yeah, Mambo number five. But, but, but it's like the eight bit version. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because the full version cost um, mm-hmm. 25 cents. So, yeah, um, yeah we, <laughs> we hear the Mambo number five, eight bit version. Um, and Albert opens up his, his flip phone or his, mm-hmm. his smartphone. And, um, Phone answer. Hello, phone. Google answer. Albert. Hello. Albert. Hello. Yes. Put on. Put on. Okay. Hit the little button with the speaker on it. Uh, Or put it up to your ear. I hang up. (laughs) Hello. I'm going to call Mal. My device has been cursed. I believe Kaliska's preventing us from communicating. I'm pretty sure it has nothing to do with your mom, Albert. I'm going to call back. Bump, 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 bump. <laughs> Albert. Hello, Google. Answer. Albert, Albert, this is Abigail. Will you put Mel on? It's for you. Hello? Hey, um, where are you guys? In a fucking field. I'm- In BFE. I'm in Salem, and I have a train full of ghosts. I don't know if we can work with that, but it's what I've got. There's at least 50 and like as perhaps as many as 5 million. I haven't quite gotten an account because they all can fit into a tiny little space. Holy shit. Okay. Um, that's... I'm getting a real big flood of new information in the past, like, I don't know, two minutes. So uh, you'll have to forgive me if I'm not quite sure how to process it. It's a lot for me, too. Um, Where's is like, if you know where Argyle is, I'm kind of giving the ghost his train, but I'll buy him a new one. Trains can't be. They're probably really expensive. But um, yeah. Uh, yeah, long, I lost track of that guy. I have no idea where he is. I long, long shadow self and. Long story short, in addition to, um, you know, all the other stuff we've done, I fixed the afterlife. So, but first, these ghosts are going to help me, and we're going to fight with all of these ghosts, however many there are our side. So, get back here, because everything's headed here. Uh, I will do my best, Aragorn, to show up and help you with your ghost army, <laughs> even though I'm not really sure what the hell to do with them. Um. We'll get there as soon as we can. Albert just did something that will make it easier for me to not die. That's good. What's that? All? You know, I probably don't want to know. We can talk about yeah, it Yeah, it's fine. There's, you know, more pressing matters at stake. It's fine. You can tell me when we get through this. Cool. Cool. Let's do that. We'll, yeah, good. we'll, we'll do lunch. You know, your people can call my people. Okay. I, you get back here. I'm going to try and find Raven. Be careful. I mean, 
I've already been to the afterlife and back. There's not a lot else that can happen to me. You say that now. Yeah, but you know, I made it. I made the afterlife work again. So if I go there, it'll be fine. All right. Well, uh, well, I should get flying. I guess that's a thing I can do now. I found out, so that's fun. Um, We'll see you as soon as we can get there. Okay. Be safe. Gonna gonna try. Great. Hangs up. Mel hands back Albert's phone. Man, these conversations are getting weirder and weirder and weirder and what what the fuck uh apparently abigail has a ghost army so you know there's that finally sometimes i wonder if i picked the right coven i am just gonna like scoop up albert again and just take off (laughs) what is the fastest you've ever flown Honestly, I kind of didn't really realize that I could fly until a little while ago, so I don't know. I haven't exactly tested this out. Let's find out. Um, Albert's going to literally keep the wind at your back and push you as you fly, so you can Superman as fast as you want. (laughs) How fast can Mel fly? You have narrative control right now. Pretty damn fast. Not enough to, like break the sound barrier but pretty pretty yeah my ribs are still healing so (laughs) that's right there's probably going to be a couple of reportings of you know ufos of you know directly from uh mel's flight path okay so i think uh from this meeting uh, we know that mel and albert are going back to salem and abigail is going to look for raven um, Jim, do you have any thoughts on how we should open this next chapter? Uh, uh, the search for Raven? Yeah, I think that's probably where we need to go next. Hmm. Let's see. Where would Raven be? Hmm. You know, she left because she saw everything fall apart uh, with the covens. She left in anger because she saw Mel attack and draw blood and kill other witches. I was just having a snack. <laughs> She's a uh, Maybe the one that saved Kaliska? We don't know. Hmm. Uh, How's Abigail going to look for her? I guess we can start there. Yeah. Oh, I know. I'm going to find in this mass of spirits, um, it's easier for me on this side. You can tell me if any of this is not true or if I have to roll for something. I'm going to try and find her family members. Okay. All right. Um, um, yeah, so you'll need to roll for that. Oh, I think I'm very good at what I do. Raven <laughs> is uh, looking for Raven, I guess, is the conflict. Uh, what am I rolling on? Uh, if you're using magic, it's a whiz- straight wisdom roll, unless you have a divination that specifically does this. Let me see here. And then it would be a, a wheel. Um, I kind of do. I 
kind of do. I'm going to stretch this to its breaking point, but this commune with the dead thing, with the ability to understand what they want or need, I think it is a way for me to just sort of like figure out which spirits are which mm-hmm. and like have sort of a, a, a GPS for finding the right ones. Um, yeah. So All right, I will see if it works. That. Oh boy, does it. It's a 12. Okay. Goodness. And I actually have leveled up in Mother again. (laughs) Oh my god. Uh, That's amazing. uh, Having a good night tonight. So, uh, yeah, I'll untest it to Jim since uh, you haven't had much opportunity to jump in. What, uh, now, now the narrative control falls on on Emily, but uh, I guess we need to decide if looking for Raven is subdued or resolved. To be honest with you, I haven't chimed in uh, all that much because everybody's been rolling a 10 or better, <laughs> uh, which makes me not want to take the benefit of the fact that they got narrative control because of their kick-ass role. Right, so right. It, it makes me hesitant to, to chime in because I want them to get that glory and that opportunity for storytelling oh, yeah, i guess I'm, that's what happens with solstice but um all i'm rolling on is all i'm rolling on is being able to find her her family you know so uh, I, what i'm saying is i will find them i don't know if that but, will help me find her. but uh basically what um there is a statue in town that is uh, a statue to the uh original settlers of the town and it's this uh, cool little, like, elevated uh, thing with uh, uh, a man, a woman, and a child, with, uh, and, and an ox sort of, like, looking majestically towards the sky, as in, you know, we've discovered the new land and we're here to tame it. Uh, she's there, and there is a collection of several, several urns sort of spread out in front of the thing, and she's just sort of, like, made herself a little camp. Uh, and you see sort of like uh, a turned over police car and basically everybody in that part of the town square has gone away and she's there and uh, she is just sort of uh, it looks like she's snacking on something and uh, sort of looking at the urns so, uh, Emily, you have narrative control. How do you see this, or what, what's the... By doing the spell, you found more than you were looking for. Oh, your audio. I believe you're muted. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like all of these ghosts are... Like like they're moving too fast for me to comprehend them i just can feel these raw emotions and it's like this spell like slows them down enough that i can just like pick out individuals and see that however many i had estimated uh well it's a lot more than 50 that's for sure a lot more than 50 people are here and um it helps me make it like the people that i have known in life are like more distinct to me and that's sort of how i see raven's family and they're sort of huddled together they have that very like immigrants who just came over on the boat feel to them you know sort of huddled together in a new land um and so i'm going to walk over to them and uh 
and uh, hope that they recognize me. And I also want to do a retcon, which is I forgot about this. And the angel statue was in the train and now drives the train through the world of the dead. That is, I'm I'm putting a pin in that one. <laughs> Done. That is canon. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I can find them. So um, you found them, and then you, and then you see through them, Raven. At the statue, yeah. yeah, they, yeah, they. Um, I think the way the dead work is that they have still have connections to people on this side, and they are able to find those people, sort of unerringly, um, or at least know where they are. So, yeah, they are. Um, they zero in on Raven at the uh, statues, and um, they sort of just flit off and i have to go find a car (laughs) (laughs) okay um we're like we're probably close enough to the church where i god i left my car there so like i just go get my car (laughs) drive to the center of town yeah um yeah anyway so raven is there looking at the urn she's just absently chewing on you think probably a puff tart Mm -hmm. and um has kind of a vacant look in her in her eyes Hey, uh, hey, Raven. Uh, how's it going, kiddo? There you are. Yeah. Everybody else is gone. They, um, they're on their way, though. But I'm here. You want to come down and we can get somewhere safe? I'm not the one that needs to be safe. Trust me. You'll be fine with me. No. No, it's it's way bigger than that now. Well, can you tell me what's happening? Tell me what's going on. I remember who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, who I was before this life. Yeah. And I'm just sitting here thinking about how uh, sometimes when you read the old holy books, like the Bible, every now and then God needs to step down and like clean house. Mm-hmm. I'm aware. Well, I think I think we're past due for for that. Okay. Raven. There's lots of people in this life who will tell you who you're supposed to be, and then you get to decide who you want to be. And whatever you tell me right now, I'm not going to say that's the wrong answer. But who do you want to be? What do you want to do? Don't tell me what you're supposed to be. Don't tell me what you're supposed to do. Don't tell me what other people expect of you. Tell me the person that you are and that you want to be, and I will do whatever I can to support you, even if that means ending the world. All right, I'm going to let the dice decide how she responds. So, um, oh, yeah. this is Befriend Mercy against Raven... I don't know what... One of these times I'm going to roll poorly. <laughs> and bind myself to the apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, bind myself to the apocalypse. All right, come on. 
Oh, that's a five. I'll tell you something, Abigail. Mm -hmm. You've been very good to me. Yeah. When the moon blocks the sun, there's very little that I can do to stop what's going to happen. So I think that you should leave. I'm not leaving. I'm staying right by you. I'm not going to make you do anything. Okay. I, uh... I don't know if you're going to want to see some people I brought, but you might want to anyway. So I'm going to just sort of step aside and make it so she can see her family so they can talk. And I'm just going to step away and let them discuss out of earshot. Um, and I am indeed going to just stay near Abigail or near Raven. I can't, can't get away from Abigail. No, can I? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, um, we could close the chapter here unless Jim, do you want to add anything? Uh, no. I want to add one tiny thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I settle on the hood of my car to watch, and I feel a spirit settle next to me and look over and see Jocelyn. Perfect. Okay. So, uh, say a couple hours pass, and Mel and Albert arrive at the church, presumably where... Uh, well, no, I guess you would... I don't know where you're going to go. Where would you go? <laughs> Probably the church, I'm guessing. Uh, yeah, I don't see why not. Or you could go to the hearth, which is all broken up, or the train station, which is demolished. There's no reason to go back to those places. Yeah. Uh, so you, you go to the church. Um, I guess Abigail's staying with Raven, who hasn't really moved from the spot. Hmm. Is that true, or do you want to go back to the church at some point? I'm I'm st- I'm staying here, but I will um I will send a a textual communication to Albert's cellular telephone that says where I am, and it's it's in the it's in the tone of someone who is talking very loudly to an old person. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean it's it's been uh, it's it's getting close to like eleven o'clock in the morning, and um. You know that there's only a couple hours left before the solar eclipse. Uh, as you've been fly- as you were flying in, I skipped over this part. But as you were flying in, you can see multitudes of witches all camped out on the various farm grounds and open spaces around town. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of turned into sort of like a Burning Man, but in the snow. And it's like there's a lot of revelry and partying and some somber things going on too. But I mean, there are thousands of witches coming out to witness this who have come in overnight and uh, rvs tents uh the entire areas with bonfires set up i mean it's turned into this massive complex all right well i'm definitely um uh gonna stay flying as quickly and you know as out of sight as possible um and descend towards the church when we get close and just is that where the train ended up emily yeah okay so yeah there's a train outside the church 
and all of the people that were rescued from the church are now back inside the church. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are now descending on our flight, so thank you for flying Vamp Air, and welcome to a train full of ghosts. It is probably deathly cold here because of how many spirits there are. Like, it's already cold, but right here, it's like at least 10 degrees colder. I'm going to very gently set Albert on the ground and step to the ground myself next to... I, I assume we would spot Abigail and... She's a little bit further into town, but yeah, coming in, you would have seen her and Raven kind of at the center of town at that founder's step. Oh, that's right. They were more at the center of town. I think yeah. that's probably where we would end up. I think we'd be... Our trajectory would have been the, the church, but if we saw them, then we're going to go where they are. Yeah, that makes okay. sense. Okay. You, and you, you lay in there. Uh, Raven's... You think she's looking up at you, but actually she's looking past you, and you can see she's watching the sun. Not quite directly, but close enough. So this is fun. We got the whole gang back together. Uh, and Raven, did you... Were you the one who decided to sweep in and save Kaliska? Jen, was that her? I don't want to take your plot. Oh, no, that was totally her. Yeah. She wants to see, she sees her, her role in this is to see this through yeah. and thought and da- thought it endangered. I thought it, I thought it was her too. Uh, uh, she nods. And why precisely did you feel that was a good idea? And the bad Katha. She's the one that summoned me. And you're just going to roll with that. You make it sound like it's a choice. Uh, I do think it's a choice. I think there's lots of choices. Some of them are good choices. Some of them are bad choices. I know a lot about bad choices, especially as of late. And I don't think you have to be what they want you to be if you don't want to do it. It's really rich coming from you. Yeah, I know. I kind of figured I might not be the best person to tell you this, but I still believe in that. The next time you feel the hunger, Mel, are you going to choose to not feed? Albert's actually kind of seen to that, so less of a problem. Raven, since the day you entered our home, I made the promise to you that you would always be at choice. And that as long as you considered yourself one of us, you would be protected. I've failed many times in that promise. But I'm not, I'm not going to apologize because I've done what I could. All I'm going to say is that if you want a miracle, this is the time to do it. We can change anything. This is our birthright. This is why we fight. This is why we will never stop, even if it is the end of the world. We can change whatever we want. So, do you want a choice? All right, let's see a rally against Raven is struggling. Just still in play. 
Is there a way to aid in that role? Yeah, uh, if uh, it might even be uh, already aided based on what. That was what I was thinking. I'm throwing a point in there. Mm-hmm. We went to actually found find her family's ghosts, and they're encouraging her otherwise. Mm. Thanks what for bringing a bad idea along, that way. What a bad idea that was, Abigail. Good work. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so in that okay. case, it's a wash, so it's just a straight roll. Okay. <laughs> this is so heavy. Okay, here we go. Uh, um, does that give me anything? Uh, six. Oh, no. She kind of stands a little solemnly. Nods off to ghosts that you can't see. Well, Abigail can. As she sighs. I do appreciate everything you've done for me. That's why I'm going to ask that you leave Salem within the hour. I've got to go. And she's off. She's a, Before. She's a crow. Uh, okay. Now, Dang uh, it. as a crow, she's flying away. So if you want to throw something, you can. She might hear it. No, no. Um, I, I would like to ask Abigail how many in uh, in the spirit army are former witches? Impossible to say, but several thousand. Would they be amenable to forming a an ad hoc coven, a new hearth, just until this crisis is over and they can be brought to safe harbor on the other side? It depends how many of them are cognizant of their abilities as witches. A lot of them are probably have a dim muscle memory of it. Uh, mm. Several of them have been driven mad by years in the spirit realm. They're just hungry and aching and they need something and they need to go home. But I would bet we could find just enough to make a coven, yes. Enough who died recently enough or have yeah. kept their wits about them. Yeah. It would be tricky, but yes. While they're talking, Mel is going to fly after Raven and do a magic. Okay. So, Raven is struggling is still in play, so we can keep using that conflict. Okay, cool. Thank goodness we're in wheel right now. I got a nine. Mm-hmm. What was the magic? So, it is a divination spell. You reveal to the subject and all of those you choose that are connected with them their untimely and violent ends. So, I think I'm going to show her what her actions are leading her towards right now. Mm-hmm. And they get worse as she flies further away from us. Okay. Let's see. Colder, colder. <laughs> Trying to think what her actions are going to lead to. Um, so she f- it, uh, immediately transforms into a uh, teenager and is falling like a rock through the sky. Oh, I'm going to go swoop her up. <laughs> I'm playing Superman today. Yeah. Yeah, You don't need a roll for that. Okay. So you've got her. She's unconscious. I'm going to bring her back to the group. Um, 
I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing that I just did, but Raven's unconscious for the right now. Um, yeah. Oops. That you'll have time to thank you later. With enough witches, if we form a coven with this many of our number at a time like this, I believe we can equal the divine. Anything can be possible if we're willing. My one concern is spirits don't operate like humans on this side. They can't just cast any spell they want. If we have one spell we want to do, if we want to focus all our energy in one place, they can probably help us with that. But we're going to get, this is like a one-use battery. It is like supercharged, but one time only. Let's pivot into a, into a meeting so that we can make that true. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it seems right. It's it seems true like, now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> there's, there's, there are probably, um, and this is Abigail sort of extemporary. There are, there are some, you know, again, who recently died, some who that we maybe can get more out of, but for the most part, it is just a long chain of just raw power that we can draw upon and that can aid us in casting spells and doing rituals, but cannot, for instance, directly fight alongside us. Does that make sense? I believe what matters here is faith and a willingness to belong. Yeah. I believe that would be enough. Okay. What did you have in mind? It seems to me that killing my mother does not stop the course of events that she's already put into motion. This mm. thing that she's drawing her power from will come regardless. I say we stop that. Okay. We stop Armageddon. We stop this deity that she's been drawing her power from. We stop whatever Avatar is calling to Raven, and we give Raven a real choice to determine who she wants to be and then you want to kill a god prevent a god i don't Perhaps. know a lot of, about this but i think you're gonna to have to kill a god this is a good time to do it perhaps the only time okay i'm in I've had crazy ideas before. I'm not going to ask any of you to do anything you don't agree with. If we do this, we do this with full hearts. And clear eyes. That reference went right over your head, didn't it, Albert? Watch some Netflix, my God. Okay. I'll uh, summon the troops. Going to flip over to a milestone. Just as you say that, um, a white raven lands uh, next to the church. You're by the church still, right? Uh, we're in or, the center of town. Oh, you're in still the center of town. town. All right, so it lands on, on the statue. Looks down. Does raven things. 
Can we help you? Raven hops down, walks in front of you, looks up at Mel. Again, I ask, can we help you? And then it flies away. Okay, that might have just been a regular bird. East. Or not. I don't know. Nothing makes sense anymore. So, uh, army of ghost witches. Cool. Let's do that one. Cat walks up and goes, you should follow it. Okay. Is it madam? madam. Is it madam? (laughs) Damn it, madam. Just grooms herself a little bit. Yeah, definitely. I'll be right back, guys. You have fun rounding up the ghost witches. I'm going to leave Raven here with you. I'm going to go follow a white raven because of the cat telling me it's becoming Alice in Wonderland now. I don't know, but I'm going to go check it out. Now, was Mel around when uh, the white raven gave a vision? I forget. I don't believe she I believe she was or we told her about it at least. Mm. Yeah, I don't recall, honestly. Um, if she was there, she would recall that the White Raven embodied, was an avatar of Meb, the fairy, the fairy goddess. Mm. And that might dawn on her. I don't know that I was around for that. Might not have been. I can't remember. But but I'm fairly sure the rest of the group would have communicated that. Yeah, to you. right. Yeah. Sure. But uh, it would dawn on her as you're going east that you're heading towards that protected plot of land given over to the fairies and General George Washington. Mm. And um, it, uh, the, the white raven flies into that land and just, like, perches on, you know, a, a leafless maple sort of in the middle of it all and waits for you. I'm going to fly my vampire ass over there and land amongst the branches, kind of crouch down in the, the gnarls of the, the branches here. Okay, it's been a really long day. Can we... What? What? Did nothing for like a solid 45 seconds before you hear the crunch of snow and footsteps behind you. And a voice says, I only made you wait because you were acting like that. And when you turn around, my deepest apologies. You see a uh, man in a powdered wig, um, wearing the clothes of the revolution, uh, sword, white gloves, medals, and a tricorn hat, standing proudly before you. I sort of dangle myself out of the tree a little bit. Okay, so I was rude. I apologize. What What do you want? I want to thank you for this lovely plot of land. Thank you very much. We have very much enjoyed it. We Good. are also concerned that it is going to be completely obliterated by some Armageddon that's coming in the next hour. You know, that is a very sensible feeling to have right now. Our queen, 
He looks up at the White Raven. Wants to help. I'm all ears. We just need to know the plan. And he unsheaths a sword. General George Washington. Well, I don't know. Whatever George Washington did. Here. George Washington will do whatever he did then here. I don't I don't know my history. I'm sorry. Is you know, it's probably figure? for the best because there were some things that he did that were really not cool. But regardless of all of that, um <clears throat> Yeah, we're we're definitely gonna try and stop Armageddon. And uh you are very welcome to join us. I kind of relay what the plan is with the ghosts and everything. Like and we may as well just have the fairy folk in there in the mix as well. So, come on, let's just, we'll have a great party. Okay. Uh, we just need something in return. Of course you do. The land is great, but the town would be a little better. You want me to give you the town? Yes. I don't think I have the authority to give you the town. Sure you do. Who's going to stop you? And what precisely would you do with said town? Well, we would decorate it. um, Add certain essential services. It'd be a lot happier. We'd fuel the economy. Most importantly, we would... uh, Bring it back to the way it used to be. Before the railroad. Not sure that's the greatest plan. How much help are you offering us, aside from yourself? Well, uh, we will fight alongside you. We have a few tricks. We have command of things in the natural world. I think we'd be of a great asset. Nobody wants to get entangled with the Fae. Do they? No, they don't. And that's why I'm wondering if letting you have an entire town where you get to do that is a very good idea. Well. (laughs) The only way to kill a goddess is with the help from a goddess. So uh, either you have the white raven on your side or you don't. Pulls out this giant quill and they document. All you have to do is sign here. Sign over Salem. It's a piece of shit town anyway. Fuck it. Let's do this. And I'm going to read over the document. Okay. I've not had the aptitude that Cabe had, but <laughs> no dum dum either. And, uh, does it have a ending date on it, or is it just in perpetuity? In perpetuity. How about we give this a trial run, and we'll give you the town for... 40 years. A number of years. 40 years. That seems more amenable to me. Done. All right. 
let's go to war and she signs the paper uh that was my cat that knocked a cat <laughs> okay you have an alliance with the fae the white raven <laughs> flies off george washington smiles puts the quill away and then steps behind the tree and is gone and has an alliance with the fae ever gone wrong at this moment uh, the texture and color of the sky begins to change and even um, though you're not there but back at the church where it's colder even there everything begins to warm and over the course of about 10 minutes or so it's like a hot summer day Mm. And the snow is beginning to melt. And that is where we will stop. As the eclipse is beginning. One more thing. Yes, please. It's a scene. It is the ocean of the dead. And the river. It's not as full of souls as it was when Abigail was there. But uh, you see Cabe talking to a ferryman. And you see him remove a pack from his bag that seems to be filled with gold coins. And he hands him that bag. And a skeletal hand takes it. And the boat goes away. You see souls sort of building up. Yes. And he goes, there's an army. Walks away. Nice. Awesome. We weren't done with Cabe. That's so cool. <laughs> that is the end of Cabe. Well, we'll see. If you say so. He's your character. You can't say so. All right. Well, I think that is where we will call it. We have one episode left. We will begin with the solar eclipse and the war for Salem, Indiana. Uh, what do we have to say on the game's end? Oh, see, I actually have a script this time. <laughs> we will be back. That uh, episode's going to be on October 12th. Just in time for Halloween. Uh, so if you want to catch up on past episodes, once again, go to happyjacks.org slash greatamericanwitch. All the other APs are at slash shows. And I'm Christopher Gray. Uh, you can see me at Gray Author. By the way, if you've backed uh, Great American Witch, thank you, first of all. But also, uh, the proof finally came in. So, uh, the second one. So, we are actually, I put on an update that we are giving the digital version uh, next week. We're also going to be sending you the print codes because that's ready to go. So first time you're hearing this, I haven't even put the update yet. So, you will finally have that in your hands in the coming weeks. Very exciting. And you can run your own game. And if you do, please tell me about it. I'm a great author with an E. I want to hear how your games go. Very excited to see what people do with this game. Um, So that's me. What about Emily? 
Hey, you can find me on twitter.com at twitter.com slash emilyvdw. Uh, that's where you can read about all the shenanigans I get up to. I'm also playing in the Wednesday night Savage Worlds game here on Happy Jacks, which is also approaching its ending. Um, and then I believe I have a special something that's coming up here on the Happy Jacks RPG network at some point in the near future. Um, and I, as a backer of Great American Witch, am going to do something with it and um i'll tell you all about it chris i'm uh, sure to be wait. sure to be exciting <laughs> can't wait what about mac i almost called you mel <laughs> i know i picked a character name that's not <laughs> as far removed as it could have been nobody came up with mel mac what <laughs> uh, anyway hi guys i'm mac uh you can find me creeping up behind you in a dark room when you think you're alone and also on the interwebs as at strange like that that's the facebook the instagram the twitters uh that's also my website um you can find me there for all kinds of fun shenanigans and also over at 12 sided stories which is a highly produced podcast we uh just wrapped heliotrope which was our sort of cyberpunk game that we did with the hack the planet system and i'm proud to announce that i'm going to be running unquiet blood season two very soon so keep a weather eye out for that nice jim uh i'm jim and uh you know uh, we've been having some issues on sundays with a couple of games uh but we'll get back on track with those with both uh, Stu's cthulhu and vampire game um but I am happy to be in those, and uh, hopefully I'll be in more uh, upcoming since a lot of these things are sort of ending uh, for me. Uh, but you can also find my stuff at Plus Send to Awesome on Twitter and Facebook, as well as uh, you can uh, find a whole bunch of stuff about my awesome gaming convention that we hold three times a year at strategicon.net. And last but not least, Joe. Hey everybody, I'm Joe, and you'll catch me here at least one more time, two Mondays from now, for, oh my god, the ending. What a ride this has been. Um, uh, incredible game, thank you so much again to this awesome cast, and Chris, uh, so stoked to get into a penultimate episode. This is also my first live streaming campaign, so... Um, I think uh, I think I did okay. We'll find out when I watch all the episodes back and um, absolutely hate every choice I made. Um, <laughs> you'll also find me on the other Mondays here for uh, Lighthearted with Kurt Potts for some 80s nostalgia, bright neon magic. Um, so, yeah, basically here on Mondays for the foreseeable future. Hope to see you here. All right. Well, that's it. I uh, hope to see you all again on the 12th. Yeah. Until then, I hope you have a couple of very good weeks. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.